I've had the joy of being able to teach uh, the Gospel of John to the Diaconate Formation community for, I want to say, at least the last six years. And I love John's Gospel. Uh, it's different than the other Gospels. And if you aren't familiar with the other Gospels, maybe someday we'll kind of get on that path and we'll kind of start to recognize how different John's Gospel is. But for those of you who aren't kind of aware of it, let me kind of share with you. You've got your synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke. They have a tone that is um, varying depending upon who the community was that it was addressing. John's Gospel is a little bit different than those other synoptic Gospels. And it has kind of a tone to it that's not overtly stated, but it is absolutely perceived. And it's kind of a, a tone of the glorified Christ that's present throughout that gospel, even from the beginning, from chapter one, there's, there's something about the way that Christ is described. John's gospel is what we would refer to as uh, high Christology. We're focusing on the divinity of Christ, the power of Christ. It's all the grandiose with all the smells and bells. Every option fully loaded. Whereas when you're looking at, let's say, Mark, you're looking at more of a low Christology, which is like more of the humanity of Christ. Still amazing, still fully God, but it's focused on a different set of actions. It's interesting on this feast of Christ the King, or what is it, the solemnity of Jesus Christ, King of the Universe, I believe is the official title for today. It's kind of fascinating how we go with the really high Christology and we really amplify the imagery of Christ being king on, in such a major way. It's intentional. But I also kind of want to bring it back to that humanity of Christ as well because it's every bit as important. And it actually is something that for the majority of us, well, that's where we walk every day. In that humanity of Christ, encountering Christ, encountering our brothers and sisters, hopefully trying to be disciples. Most days when I'm preaching, you can kind of tell when I'm getting towards the end because I will use the phrase, and we're bringing about the kingdom of God here and now. I've been thinking about that a lot this week. That idea of bringing about the kingdom of God. And the reality is, it's not so much about bringing about the kingdom as it is about bringing about that reign of God, that reign of compassion, that reign of healing, that reign of love and of inclusion. And that's really what it is that we are trying to bring about. It's not an authoritative type of a reign as much as it is an all-encompassing and caring reign. As each of us enter into those waters of baptism, we become one family. We are also kind of, we are anointed, not kind of, we are absolutely anointed as priest, prophet, and king. Priest to teach and to sanctify. Prophet, to know what words there are that guide us as a people. And then there's that king piece. Now, none of us, I'm going out on a limb here, 
have lived underneath a monarchy in this building currently. That idea of having a king is something that you really don't know from a personal experience. You may know it from literature, maybe from film or television. But honestly, it's only really depicted insofar as however a storyteller has been trying to share it. And so I want us to think about it more in terms of the reign of God. It's this ever-effusing, endless wellspring of love that begins with God and pours through each and every one of our hearts. Imagine it of being this instant flourishing of color and diversity, and that's exactly what it is. It is that goodness that we see as I see as I stand up here at this altar and look out upon that great creation that God has before us. And then we recognize not only is it something worth seeing the beauty within, but it's also about how do I participate within this as a person of faith? What is my role within that? I mean, honestly, just going to church on a weekly basis and making sure I say my prayers, that doesn't move the needle in any way in terms of a reign. My neighbors are not necessarily transformed through my personal devotions. And it comes down to me asking myself, what is it that I am allowing this prayer to help me do within the world? As we wake up each and every morning, it's a recognition that as I go forth to live out my identity as a Christian, it's going forth into the world to be a purveyor of the love of Christ. Not to go forth as being an authoritative, you should or shouldn't be doing that, but rather to be the eyes of Christ, to see what it is that is there, to be those ears of Christ so that we may hear the needs that are before us, to be those loving hands of Christ that feed those hungry mouths, but to always be the heart of Christ wherever our presence is. We also have to recognize and be ever so mindful that as we're hearing this gospel and we realize that Christ was turned upon by his own. You know, there's that phrasing that gets used all the time in John's gospel and it's actually become really a source of more division than anything else in its execution. But what it was intended to be, we hear about how the Jews handed Christ over to death. You use those words, the Jews, again and again. And what it's unfortunately done is created a sense of anti-Semitism within the world. But what we're actually supposed to recognize through that constant iteration, be mindful ever so that Christ too was one of the Jews. That his mother would be one of the Jews. That his family would be the Jews. And so it's to recognize that he was handed over by his own. Yet throughout his passion as he walked through, not a single element of ego showed. As he was scourged, and as he was challenged, as he was stripped, and as he was mocked, we see a beautiful outpouring of love that goes all the way from receiving that cross all the way to the end where he's giving each and every one of us his mother and bestowing us to her. 
A life that is void of ego, that is living love and humility, and that is unchanged in the face of hate. The true embodiment of love. And so my friends, as we go forth this day to try to live out that very love, may we not be changed by the world around us, but rather seek to be that love that changes. As we go forth to live out that kingdom of God, may we bring about that reign of love through our compassion and our listening, through our service and through our care, bringing about the kingdom and reign of God here and now. Amen.